I love that you're calling our uh, firm nerdy. That's the first time I've heard that. In a I'll good way. It. Yeah, yeah, no, I think <laughs> nerds is, is great, right? Like the definition of a nerd is somebody that kind of like obsesses about a very specific topic. You're 100% wrong, actually. So um, the reason for that, Dave, is it depends on the creator, number one, of the video, and two, it depends on the topic. The problem with organic is, to your point, there's so much noise, everybody's producing content. So how are you gonna get your content seen? You gotta pay to play now at this point with uh, social media, right? So if you wanna get your content out there and get seen or actually drive those leads and sales, you are gonna need a paid social media strategy. Hi, I'm Dave Tabor, and this is the Proco 360 podcast with stories and lessons from Colorado's world-class entrepreneurs. Proco 360 is for people who love Colorado and really get jazzed knowing the backstories of Colorado companies and leaders they recognize and admire. Listeners, thanks to you. Proco 360 is Westward Reader's best Denver podcast, three years running, and two years as a top 15 Colorado podcast on Feedspot. In this episode, I'll be speaking with Benjamin Kepner, CEO of Global Social Media Marketing, a specialty marketing and technology company that builds authentic long-term relationships between businesses and clients. Hey, there are bigger social media agencies. I wanted to talk with Benjamin, though, because his company is growing quickly by being focused on data and research more than simply doing tons of high-profile, ego-gratifying social media stuff for its clients. And that's what I want to talk to Benjamin about, specific examples of how he and his team use research and data for search and social media that cuts through all the noise. Benjamin, thanks for joining me as a guest via Zoom on Proco360. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Dave. I'm super excited and welcome listeners on this Sunday, November morning. Yeah, we decided to do this on a Sunday morning. Uh, that was really the only time you and I could connect, isn't it, Benjamin? Yeah, well, you know, I think as we both experience entrepreneurship, the weekends actually become sometimes the best times to meet for new opportunities during the week when we're trying to run around and do a hundred different things. Yeah, for sure. And so, Global social media marketing, what an impressive name. I mean, it's got greatness baked into it, but give us a quick overview. Yeah, so global social media marketing, as you introduced, is a marketing and education technology training company. We're headquartered in Denver, Colorado. Primarily, what we do is we offer social media marketing services to small to medium-sized businesses. We do work with one enterprise client. And what does that exactly mean? I think that's a lot of what people ask me, right? So that can be anything from content creation to doing the advertising, the analytics and reporting, as well as having access to our social media technology tools that we have partnerships with to, to reach your business goals. And those business goals could be a variety of things, things to driving website traffic, subscribers, leads, sales, and obviously bottom yeah. line revenue. Well, we're going to get into a lot of those specifics. First, how'd you get into this business? Yeah, so I graduated from the University of Georgia in 2011. So go dogs. And right after that time, um, I went into the um, professional working world and started in social media. And then ever since that time, it, it's just been a gradual progress for me. As I literally got into social media when that became a job. And I've just seen that industry change so much and um, eventually started my own company uh, in Colorado in 2018. 
Well, you know, this, the market in this whole social media agency world, I mean, so crowded with whether they're agencies or experts. I mean, what do you think makes your firm stick out? What everybody says they do the same thing. We serve our clients. We're based on, you know, whatever their objectives are. But I mean, what really makes your firm different? Yeah, I would say number one thing for me is just transparency, right? I think a lot of social media companies, they'll bill you or they'll give you some really long strategy document. And I think what sets us apart is the fact that I've created now 200 training videos on social media that educates not only our clients, but is now serving as an internal training program of how to stay on top of how to use social media and the results that we're getting. So that's something I really don't see any other social media agencies doing is, you know, 200 training videos. That's, that's quite a bit of content. Yeah. Now how, you know, what's the shelf life of a training video in, in today's days of social media? I mean, is it, is it obsolete after 90 days a year or what? Yeah, it just depends on the specific topic. Like I'll give you an example of like, you know, Google Hangouts uh, has now transitioned to Google Meets. Um, and that was one of our most viral videos this year. It got over 100,000 views, but it's going to be obsolete because Google mm-hmm. Hangouts now is, is, is Google Meet and there's all these new features. So that's a prime example of, you know, Google changing. And so that video that we put on YouTube, it might be relevant this year, but it's not going to be yeah. as relevant next year. Well, that's cool because with 200, obviously that's sort of your, a piece of your strategy we'll talk some more about, but I mean, the idea of making a new one probably is something you're just fine with. Right. Yeah. And honestly, like, I think that's just the acceptance that you need to have if you're going to be in this space that it's going to change every year. And in order for you to be successful in the social media space, you do need to either be an expert that's on top of the trends or be working with professionals that are in the industry and paying attention to those different updates. Yeah. You know, something else about your firm, I'm just going to say it. And I hope it, it's okay with you, but you know, your firm seems kind of nerdy in a good way, right? I mean, okay. it's not flashy or into education. You know, that tells me you're more into the science, the data, the work, you know, not the foosball, not the beer, you know, right. you just about the data and the research. Is that a fair observation? Yeah. I, I love that you're calling our firm nerdy. That's the first time I've heard that. In a I'll good way. It. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think nerds is is great, right? Like the definition of a nerd is somebody that kind of like obsesses about a very specific topic. So I think that's exactly what we do do. We do great, right? Like the definition of a nerd is somebody that kind of like obsesses about a very specific topic. So I think that's exactly what we do do. We do uh, focus a lot on the data, a lot on the trends. And to your point, right. I'm not this startup that's trying to promote, uh, you know, a free, a keg at, at our office or, you know, having unlimited coffee, those types of things. It's more of, Hey, you're going to be working with us and we're going to help you grow. And it's going to be mutually beneficial for both, both organizations. Yeah. Now what specific example comes to mind when I, when I ask you to sort of set the stage more for the audience of a start to finish strategy to tactics result that you could point to recently? Sure. Yeah. So I think a great example is one of our longest standing clients, uh, Waste Connections of Colorado is um, one of the largest trash management companies here in Colorado. You may have seen uh, their dumpsters. They're all over Denver if you haven't seen them. And we actually started with them in May of 2019. This year, we've been very successful in consistently growing their fan base, protecting their brand at a local level so that they're involved with the community, as well as having... um, 
data to collect on their customers from Facebook messaging so that we can kind of try to automate or improve their customer service. And that's been a really good successful story with us to have that client now for two years and grow them here in Colorado. Wow. So now, okay, I got to ask you questions about that because most social social media agencies really don't, wouldn't even want to talk about having a client named Waste Connections as part right. of their customer base. I mean, that's not sexy at all. So when you talk about <laughs> like what, you know, adding, adding followers, tracking messaging, I mean, talk about the impact about that for them so that, you know, we can get our arms around like, this is real stuff that that's important to even companies like a Waste Connections. Right. Yeah. I think that's a great point that, you know, if you are thinking that your business does not need to be on social media in 2020, I would argue that you are a hundred percent wrong. Um, Waste Connections is a trash management company. To your point, how many people are going to want to follow a trash yeah. management company? <laughs> um, and so what we have done creatively is think about the humanizing aspect of it. Um, how can they be involved with the Colorado community, right? If they're already servicing your trash disposal every week, how can we further build that relationship with their customers, right? And I think in 2020, people are spending so much time on social media that we need to have that presence outside of just the invoice that you pay for your trash every yeah. month or visiting the website. For example, you know, the cool thing there that I'll say for a success story is before we started with them, right, their website might receive on average 5,000 uh, people per week that are going to their website. And our social media efforts now are going to be in the next three months, probably 10 times the amount of website traffic uh, on their social media platform. So we're looking at maybe reaching over half a million people expected in the next three months just through their Facebook page, which is 10 times what they could potentially reach wow. on their website. Yeah. Well, why do they care? I mean, do they, do they actually convert those visits to customers? Yeah. So that's a great question. You know, for Waste Connections, because they are such a big company, they are not as concerned with customers. They actually have so many leads that for them, it's they need to figure out how to automate process or how to find the right customers. So they don't have that same goal that a lot of our other clients have. In their case, what they're really looking for is they're really trying to build their brand awareness in Colorado mm -hmm. as the leading yeah. trash management company that has an online presence with social media to connect with their customer in another way. Benjamin, think of a really specific example of a client that you came in on board with who was already doing tons of social media tactically, like Instagram, like Facebook, um, maybe making TikTok videos, whatever they were doing tactically, but without a strategy, they weren't achieving anything. And maybe how you then took a look at what they wanted to achieve and rewired their social media tactics. Right. Okay. Yeah. So an example of that, I think would be with one of our clients that's based in Australia, their company name is called GrowBiz Global, and they are working with a client to create a course that they're selling through e-commerce. Now, prior to working with us, they're doing a lot of different things, right? They're doing email campaigns to your point. They're doing uh, posting on Facebook. They were running Facebook ads and they were also doing YouTube ads. But where I came in with them in May this year was to do a really deep dive strategy into the keyword research for people that would be searching for their product or service. So I think that was a great example. And what, you know, what was different about that strategy was a lot of people in 2020, funny enough, do not do Google keyword research for their business. And I don't know if that's because no one has ever showed them that or it's a lack of uh, education on that front. 
But for me, when I work with any client, actually what really helps social media, even to begin with, if you, if you get out of the platforms is doing the Google keyword research. So you understand what the marketplace is searching for. So you're mm-hmm. leveraging search data and letting that guide your content strategy and your advertising moving forward. And so I did that for this client. We actually doubled their revenue shortly and within one month from just doing that adjustment wow. in the strategy of the keyword research. That's impressive. And, you know, I, I appreciate really in, uh, that social media is sort of ruling the communications and marketing world in many ways. And I still struggle because when I step back at sort of a high level view, there is such massive noise. So can you think that, can you maybe speaking more about the research that goes into search, but other ways, maybe a couple of examples where you've been able to do some things that cut through the noise, past the noise, whatever the case for your clients. Yeah. So I've got three different main points I would say to, to kind of cut through the noise in 2020. The first one I would say would be video advertising. You know, video has become this really powerful storytelling, storytelling mechanism, right? We're literally sitting in a zoom call today. That's all being recorded via video. Um, everybody, the whole increase in video conferencing, working from home. But, you know, if you think about it, right, uh, a video can be super powerful. I can really engage with you in a more expanded period of time where I'm, I'm, I'm more engaged with you. If I see an image, right, I might be scrolling through my social media very quickly, like it, comment, and that's it. Whereas a video, I'm actually going to be watching it. Um, seeing emotions and obviously hopefully having a strong call to action to, to have a desired outcome. So I think that in itself is super powerful. Uh, YouTube is exploding this year. TikTok, you already mentioned, has become this you know teen phenomenon. And all of those people are focusing on video, right? So I think video ads on top of just having the video is making sure that you, that you reach the right audiences through advertising to kind of cut through the noise. Um, so that would be my key point number one. Key point number two to kind of cut through the noise would be having more one-to-one communications, right? Uh, I think what a lot of people do with their brand is they market to the masses and they put something out so- to social media to their entire fan base and think, oh, this is going to resonate with everyone. No, that's not the case, right? It's like I, as a salesman, would not go sell my service or solution potentially to an entrepreneur the same way I would for a trash management company versus an e-commerce content creator. So the same thing with social media is, is that you do need to build one-to-one relationships and how we do that is through one-to-one communications, right? Email, and then kind of transferring that maybe to social media or having uh, direct messages, right? We know Facebook Messenger, Instagram DMs, LinkedIn messages, right? I've closed tons of leads and sales opportunities this year through my LinkedIn direct, direct messages. Funny enough, Dave and I, that's how we met was through <laughs> yeah, one-to-one right. Uh, LinkedIn messaging. So that's a that's great right. You example. sent me an email and I decided to do a bit of background. Uh, and I thought, well, you, this guy looks like an interesting guy. You sent me a, a LinkedIn message. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Right. Wow. Yeah. So that's yeah. a, that's a great, I mean, I wouldn't even be talking to Dave today if it wasn't for yeah. one-to-one communications. That's right. Now, before you go into number three, stand by for number three listeners. I want to remind you, this is Proco 360 named best Denver podcast three years running. I'm your host, Dave Tabor, and this is the show featuring entrepreneurs who could be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. I'm speaking with Benjamin Kepner, CEO of global social media marketing. Hey, thanks 
to our sponsors, Community Banks of Colorado, the law firm of Holland and Hart, Kinsley Meetings, MicroStar Keg Logistics, and Via Technologies. These great companies support Colorado businesses and entrepreneurs, and they support this show. And thanks to the Colorado Chamber of Commerce for its support for me and Proco 360. All right, Benjamin, next, your number three uh, way to get through the noise. Yeah, so the final uh, point three that I would make is having user-generated content. That's not a strategy that um, people have not heard about, right? You know, very successful campaigns back when have been like the Share a Coke campaign, right? Or maybe you guys saw the Starbucks campaign where you used to be able to draw, um, you know, your name or your art on your own cup, right? And then you could take a picture of you with your Starbucks cup. Those are examples of user-generated content. What I would say for 2020, the most successful example has been the Nathan Apadagaka, if I'm pronouncing his name mm-hmm. right. But um, it was actually the uh, viral sensation on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube for Dogface, right? It was that example. If everybody's seen it this fall, he's drinking the Ocean Spray cranberry bottle and he's skateboarding through the streets. And then Fleetwood Mac is playing in the background and he's, he's lip syncing to Fleetwood Mac skateboarding and drinking a cranberry bottle. It went viral like crazy. It had 19 million views shortly in about three weeks. And now everybody has started creating their own skateboarding videos of listening to Fleetwood Mac and drinking cranberry juice. So I think that's a great example of a user-generated content that really cut through the noise. And now Fleetwood Mac's uh, streaming of their music has doubled and the cranberry juice sales for Ocean uh, Spray are exploding now because everyone wants to create content around that, that funny video. Wow. Now that wasn't even initiated by ocean spray. Was it? That was just a, no. so, so really then is one of the tactical things a company can do to figure out ways to encourage their customers to do that, to create user generated content with their brand in it. Yeah. I think it's twofold, obviously encouraging it, but then also monitoring it. Right. So if I see a user mentioning my brand or something like that, I need to take that as a, as a huge sign to promote that. Because think about if somebody is doing something where I didn't even encourage them to do it, they're mm-hmm. speaking on behalf of my brand and telling my brand story. And people trust people, right? More than they do sometimes brands. Yeah. And to your point of encouraging it, yeah, that would have been great if Ocean Spray would have maybe taken it to the next level and say, well, wait a second, we saw this guy doing this. It went viral. Why don't we just go create a contest and a giveaway to everybody to go create their ocean spray video and the winner will get, you know, an unlimited supply of cranberry juice for the, for the year, something like yeah, that. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, talk about, um, you've mentioned organic, you've mentioned sort of somewhat, you've mentioned paid social media and search. Um, talk about the difference in the value of the two and sort of the, uh, the efficacy of organic versus sort of paid. So I think organic is always going to have a a value, right? I mean, it doesn't cost you any money to be engaged in social media except for your time, right? So organic is, is something that I think is good to have content staying top of mind, showing that you are a business that understands that social media is important in 2020. But the problem with organic is to your point, there's so much noise. Everybody's producing content. So how are you going to get your content seen? We know with Facebook in 2020 that if you put out a post to your fans, you're only going to reach 5% of your total audience, right? So if you've got 100 people on Facebook that follow, you're only going to reach five people for every post. 
So that's where we go into pay, right? Pay is, you know, I always say this uh, quote, you got to pay to play now at this point with uh, social media, right? So if you want to get your content out there and get seen or actually drive those leads and sales, you are going to need a paid social media strategy. And what I would say on that end is you want to think about the nuances with the given platforms, right? Facebook, if we're running a paid social media strategy, it might be interrupting somebody or it might be targeting them based upon their interests. What have they liked? What have they engaged with on social media? Something like YouTube is going to be a different, completely approach where you kind of mentioned with search, I'm going to do a keyword research. I'm going to look at what the marketplace is searching for. And I'm going to run those YouTube ads based upon what the search marketplace is telling me versus Facebook, where I'm kind of being in a place where conversations are happening. So I think it's good to understand the different platform nuances. Yeah. And and now you mentioned 2020 several times, we're almost done with 2020. And so I'm going to assume that, you know, the same kinds of things you're, you're thinking of now you're, you're seeing into early 2021 and, and setting, teeing up my, my next question was just that it seems that whatever works draws everyone to it. So like staying out in front of trends seems critical. So you could be at the front end rather than the tail, you know, the trailing end of, of adoption. So what do you see coming as strategies and tactics that you're looking at for your clients? Yeah, I would say for us, I have seen a huge shift to YouTube this year. I think everybody uh, in social media always thinks Facebook first, but actually our best results in 2020 are coming from YouTube. And I think that's just because more people have adopted YouTube now. Um, I also think that advertising has diversified again outside of, I think it's been the same platforms for a really long time of Google and Facebook. TikTok exploded this year. Now they have their own monetization. Instagram now has created their social e-commerce platforms where you're able to buy products physically in Instagram and never even leave Instagram. So I think it's a combination of understanding that platforms are shifting. People are becoming more diversified. And also that social media is trying to go in this direction now of you don't have to have a website. You don't have to talk to anybody if you don't want to. You can literally buy the product or services on social media now. So and as you think about how you're researching for clients, you've mentioned that many times. And especially, uh, I thought it was resonated quite a bit when you were talking about search and and doing some uh, uh, research before you start um, targeting search. What are some specific examples of research that you did for a client um, that sort of yielded this, aha, you know, that's a different direction than I was expecting. That's something I need to take a look at and do for my client. Yeah. So, I mean, I wanted to give a shout out to the Colorado Chamber um, during this this podcast. We were actually getting to work with them on social media. And Dave, uh, some of the questions that he's asked me, he's asked us the same things with the Chamber. Like, Benjamin, we've tried some things. We haven't gotten too much traction and I'm pretty happy so far. I don't know how Dave feels about the relationship, <laughs> but um, you know, we, we've made some videos for them. We've seen the chambers commerce um, grow very quickly. We, you know, we've got a thousand new fans in roughly in just the last month. And now we've started some very early uh, website lead generation for them. And all of that I think is happening because we had a social media plan that we, we researched, we went to, Uh, Cynthia, the director of communications and said, hey, this is what all the other chambers are doing. This is what some of the competitors in this marketplace have found good results with. And we took that research and now have applied it. And I would say that, you know, we're in the right direction with where the chamber is going to generate new members and, and have a bigger presence in social media in Colorado. 
Well, thanks. And, and, you know, that is how our relationship started. And now, of course, uh, you're partnering with Proco 360 podcast and you told me about some research you did um, as well, but talk a little bit about the research you found as far as uh, promoting a podcast and things that we're looking at doing. Yeah, for sure. I think the podcasting is very interesting to me. You know, I wasn't even doing podcasting until this year and now I'm literally doing a podcast every month or every two weeks. And so Dave, funny enough, is, is meeting me also at a time where I have another client that's looking to grow their podcast. And I've done some initial research here early on, obviously further on, I'll know more. But what I would say with podcasting is, is everybody is trying to get downloads and subscribers. And unfortunately, the problem in the social media world is, is I can't track the conversions of people that subscribe to the podcast because they're on these platforms that are not able to be tracked, right? So like Apple Spotify, right? I can't go put a tracking code on Spotify's, you know, uh, subscriber or follower account because that's their platform, right? There's not an ability like a website where I can track that. So we have to have different creative approaches. And what I've found initially in the research for podcasting is to focus on doing paid advertising for specific episodes. Don't go in thinking that just because your podcast covers a very you know, specific topic that that's going to resonate with all the people that want to listen to the podcast. Maybe there's going to be people that are going to listen to this specific episode of Dave's because they want to know about social media, but they don't really care about entrepreneurship or maybe doing finance stuff yeah. or pivoting in COVID, you know, those types of things. So what I would say for the podcast world is Think about your episodes as their own segments of audiences within the overarching topic of the podcast. Yeah. And then what I would also say is, is that you want to make it readily available, right? Not everyone is using Spot Spotify versus Apple, but then having a giveaway or an offer at the end of the episode. And that's something that Dave and I are actually working on right now is, is when somebody listens to your episode, what happens after that episode? right? You know, a lot of people, I think they listen to the episode and that's where they stop. That's not what we want. We want to continue that journey with the customer. And so one thing that Dave and I are going to be working on is leveraging these episodes and working with the speaker to have a giveaway or an offer that continues that journey much after the episode. Yeah. And thank you for that answer, Benjamin. And by the way, listeners, uh, I don't think Benjamin and I have the exact offer yet, but by the time this podcast episode is released, there will be an offer specifically related to Benjamin's services uh, that you'll be able to take advantage of. And that'll be, you'll see Benjamin's example coming uh, to fruition when you see uh, this episode uh, promoted. So thanks for that, Benjamin. Hey, next question. Um, have you seen uh, social media efforts pivot substantially during, you mentioned people are using social media more and more, of course, during COVID, we're all stuck at home, but are you seeing strategies and tactics change because of COVID? For sure. Yeah, definitely. I think social media right now is the place where we need to be really relevant. Not that we haven't had to in the past, but more so now and understanding what is the situation during the, the COVID uh, era, right? Like if people have less money or disposable income is decreasing unemployment, um, a lot of uncertainty, right? Maybe people are not buying as big or high ticket items. What I'm finding with social media right now is thinking about how do you build your branding and, and you know the relationships with your customers that you have right now also collaboration opportunities. I've done a ton of podcasting, webinars this year, virtual summits. 
Um, I tagged Dave recently in an Instagram collaboration webinar that I did, right? So collaborations are huge. Like if you are not getting enough business from your current, you know, target audience, now is a great time in a crisis to find innovation, partnering with other businesses and reaching into their audiences, right? Looking for those win-win opportunities. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I just did a presentation for a group of business leaders and um, one of the points I made, Benjamin, is that everyone's head is sort of down right now. They had their regular jobs before COVID. Now they're dealing with social with uh, uh, issues around social inequity, around COVID protocols and things like that, and, um, and, and certainly economic uncertainty. The one thing that I'm hearing people are open to is collaboration. Uh, right. If they believe that it it's, hits them squarely uh, where there's synergy. So interesting you mentioned that. Yeah. Hey, keeping uh, with the theme of the Proco 360 podcast, which is world-class leaders and entrepreneurs who choose Colorado, how do you feel about being Colorado-based? Yeah, I love it. It's the easy answer to that. I'm super proud that um, I've lived in a lot of places. I've lived in three different states. I've lived in Spain. And for whatever reason, Denver was that place where we started global social media marketing. And I'm really proud of, of that. And I think that Denver is a true entrepreneurial place. Colorado as a state has been very transformational for me. And I think it's because it's a place where I can do everything that I'm passionate about from the snowboarding to the hiking, to the mountains, to the entrepreneurship, the progressive thinking, the ideas, the people that come here, the travel space, people want to visit Colorado. My, all of my friends didn't uh, visit me in all those other places that I mentioned, yeah. but they want to come to Colorado. Moving forward, your company seems as busy as it can be. You're growing as fast as you can from what we've talked about. And one of your key strategies is when you mentioned early in our conversation around education, uh, teaching videos and so forth. I mean, to what extent do you think teaching others is driving your growth? Yeah, I think teaching is driving our growth every month. Um, I can tell you that recently, most of our sales are now coming from my speaking engagements. Mm. Really, somebody sees me at a virtual summit or I say something that resonates with their pain points. And now they've learned a piece of information where they've gotten value. Like I'm not going in selling my services right away. I'm teaching them first so that they can be more empowered to make calculated decisions for their business. And now they want to talk to me. I've got their interest. They want to have an exploratory call with me. Then that's when I go into sales mode and say how we're different. And I can show them videos instead of just saying it over a phone call, yeah. follow up. Here's a video. Here's something else you can learn. Yeah. Here's another value. And that's where I think a lot of the social media companies are, are missing the boat. They're not yeah. teaching as much as they should be. Well, the, the beauty around the teaching part in my mind is that it creates some trust. The you know, and, and really companies, if they chose to do a lot of the work that you do could do some of it themselves, maybe all of it themselves, but they, they don't really want to, and they're probably not as good at it. So you're really teaching them about what needs to be done. And the fact is most need help. So that's kind of a cool yeah. approach. And, you know, but as you get super busy, do you ever get tempted to quit making these videos? Cause you're just so busy. No, is the really? Uh, I saw you broke into a smile thousand, when I asked times that. Answer. Really? Yeah, because you know, a lot of people, a lot of people look at the video thing as like, oh, it's going to take me hours to make these videos, and aren't you getting burnt out from it? And um, it's taking so much time away, you know, from things that you know maybe in the short term they're generating revenue for the company. But what I would say is that what I'm doing is I am creating 
my own passive in- income stream two to five years from now. I'm thinking most entrepreneurs, hopefully, when they're going into their business, they're not looking at this as a one to two year thing. They're looking five, 10 years out. So what I'm looking to do is actually turn those videos into our main revenue stream long-term. I want to actually flip the industry on its head and not get so much into the Hmm. service-based side of it, but actually sell the videos as products. So now we're a product and a service-based business. Well, there's no shelf life on those videos, is there? I mean, you know, you make them in six months later. Really? It definitely is because some of those videos, what I would say, are actually case studies. Hmm. Now, case studies are super invaluable because- some of the concepts that you have in an industry, right? While the social media trends may change, what's not going to change too crazy is business models and industries. Do you ever get tired of trying to keep up on that stuff? I mean, do you ever wish like social media, the revolution would just like take a day off so you could catch your breath? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I definitely think there's a whole psychological <laughs> thing for me as a, as a social media CEO where, yeah, I do need to disconnect. I can't be connected. I can't. My brain can only handle so many things. Like I'm probably seeing thousands of pieces of information on a given day because I'm doing that for a profession or working in multiple industries. But again, that's why to your question about, you know, do you ever get burnt out with the videos? That's why the video strategy for me long-term is going to work out for me. I'm going to make more money long-term from making these videos because the shelf life of a YouTube video actually is anywhere from two to five years. Hmm. Whereas servicing side, right? It's going to change every year for clients. So that's why long-term, eventually our revenue stream will be much higher through our our digital products than it will be from the service. And that's where I can maybe take a step back, you know, hopefully in the next two to five years and say, hey, I have a team in place now. And all of those videos that I spent all that time making, it's passive, Mm -hmm. continuous revenue stream for us that I don't even have to do anything with those videos now. They're done. I don't know. I guess I'd have to push back. It doesn't seem like anybody's going to want to watch a five-year-old video on social media ever. Am I wrong? Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's funny. It's, yeah, you're it's you're hundred percent wrong, actually. So <laughs> um, the reason for that, Dave, is it, it depends on the creator, number one of the video, and two, it depends on the topic. So I think what you're thinking in your head without maybe doing some of the research is thinking, Hey, if Benjamin makes a video on how to do Facebook lead ads in 2020, it's not going to be relevant two years because the whole platform is going to change. But what I would tell you is, is go look at some of the YouTube stars out there like Catherine Manning, Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Those guys made videos five years ago and now they're exploding because they've gotten the engagement, they've gotten the traction, they've got the follower account. It's not even that those videos are still the same kind of type of trends or nuances where they are five years later, but it's just that those videos now are in the out the fan bases. And that's how people are making a lot of money on YouTube now is not on videos that they've made this year. They're making millions of dollars from these videos because those videos have been in the networks now for four to five years. My last question for you, Benjamin is, um, you know, as you look at what's coming in 2021 um, and you look at the opportunities you're seeing for 2021, what stands out for you? Yeah, I think for 2021, like I want to continue the collaboration approach. I think that that's going to continue to be a, a huge push for us to reach new audiences. 
I also think that webinars are something that I, I looked at the beginning of this year. They were 27,000 people searching for that in the United States every month. That number is up to 150,000 people a month. Yeah. So webinars yeah. are not going away, especially with lack of in-person. And then final thing I would say, if I haven't said it enough in this podcast episode is YouTube ads. I am just crushing it on YouTube ads right now because everybody is focusing on Facebook. There is less competition on YouTube and video is really this great storytelling me mechanism that I don't think that you can get with photos or through copy. Cool. Well, thanks, Benjamin. Hey, let's wrap up on that note. I appreciate it. And I'm your host, Dave Tabor. Today on Proco 360, you've been listening to my conversation with Benjamin Kepner, CEO of Global Social Media Marketing. Thanks, Benjamin. Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Dave. And thank you to all the listeners. This is a great podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And listeners, thank you for joining me on Proco 360, where we say live, work, love Colorado, because you and I and my guests can be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. You make the show successful by subscribing to the Proco 360 podcast and submitting a review. Thanks again to show sponsors, Community Banks of Colorado, Holland and Hart, Kinsley Meetings, Microstar Keg Logistics, Via Technologies, and the Colorado Chamber of Commerce. And thanks to our newest partner, Benjamin Kepner's Global Social Media Marketing. That's the show, Live Work, Love Colorado.